Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here on Radio Taiwan International. Up next this hour, I have for you hashtag Taiwan and status update. But we're going to start off like we always do. You already know what's coming up. It's here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan, where we discuss some of the other news that didn't make it onto our website. Today is Monday, July 19th, if you're joining us on our Facebook stream. If you're listening to us via shortwave radio, today is Tuesday, July 20th, which is my brother's birthday, actually. Oh, yeah. which, which brother? Uh, David. Oh, he, happy birthday for tomorrow, David. And uh, he got himself a uh, an early birthday present because he got himself a new job. So <laughs> oh, there good you on go. Him. Good on David. If you haven't heard already, joining me in the studio today is the one, the only, Mr. Stash Butler. Hello, everyone. And he's the only guy joining me in here today because <laughs> of COVID restrictions. And uh, up next, we're going to be talking about some news. Let's see. Stash got me this one, which has Nanto urges action on giant snake heads, a cause we can all get behind. Anything with giant and snake, I don't know. You got me running for the yeah. hills. Uh, for me, I got a few stories for you about a special visitor that Taiwan sent to Florida. Not a person. Not a person. Uh-huh. And uh, number three is Taiwan is Muslim friendly. How Muslim friendly are we, Stash? Well, we got a new indicator. Really? Yeah. Is it kind of someone's like quantified this kind of thing? Someone's quantified it. Wow. And uh, one. National Taiwan University doctor has to come out and say, no, the Moderna vaccine does not make you blank. And he's telling <laughs> people to quit it because he says it's fake news. Oh, God. What is that blank? Well, I'm going to be telling you uh, coming up next here in here in Taiwan. Don't go away, you guys. There's a lot of fun going on. So let's start off really quickly. Um, let's give the people a COVID update because I think over the weekend we had a quite a good development in that direction. If you guys didn't know and you're joining us for the first time, Taiwan has been dealing with a COVID-19 outbreak uh, since mid-May. I believe cases spiked somewhere around May, yeah. May 15th. And we've been dealing with that ever since. And there was a high of daily confirmed cases of about... Uh, like 700, Something several hundred. Yeah. But over the weekend, um, it's been pretty good because daily confirmed cases went as low as eight. Yeah, that's right. Which, so, yeah, on Saturday, we hit eight domestic cases. And I thought about it. I was like, we wrangled this thing down to single digits. It's pretty good. Uh, I mean, today, I think it was 15. So we're kind of hovering. I mean, progress is, you know, it's kind of frustrating. You know, you look at the curve and it makes sense that it kind of, it's slowing down, um, yeah. but we've been kind of slowly, slowly dropping, almost looking like by an average of maybe, you know, less than one a day for like a while. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, it comes up, it comes down. We had twenty-two local cases, and we had eight. It was, it was very. It's been very kind of. At a certain yeah. point, I remember we were talking about like, oh, it's seventy. It's like, oh, that's 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 impressive. <laughs> like, we really, we really wrangled this thing down. Yeah, and that's uh, that's really impressive, and I. You know what? I'd like to just say it's it's a it's not just the leadership of the country that's really uh, 
been successful, which is it's been successful, but I got to hand it to the people. Yeah, definitely. because uh, last week, Taiwan opened up like just a little bit. Um, they kind of lifted a few restrictions. And uh, even with those restrictions, like people can start going to see movies, go to the gym. Mm. They can go uh, some. There was a, a rule where they allowed people to go into restaurants, but all the local governments opted out of that. People were just being very, very cautious. Yeah. You went yeah. to the gym. And I went to the gym. Were no. you the only guy there? I was the only guy there. You were the only guy there at the gym. I went to the movie theater and the movie theater was dead empty. <laughs> and I was just like, I felt terrible about catching a movie. What did you see? Uh, I saw the Marvel movie Black Widow. Oh yeah! Right, I, okay. I, if I saw a scary movie, I, that would not have been the right to do right time <laughs> to do it because um, it was every other seat. So right, my left yeah. and my right were empty. But I'd say there a good forty people were in there. The, okay. the, even with it, like not a lot of people. Um, the, the 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 tickets weren't sold out. Really? Yeah, yeah. Even with half, ca- even with the theater operating at half capacity. So did they? So when when it's like every you know every other seat, did that include like the people you came with? Yeah, that includes the people wow. you came with. So like couples cannot snuggle up. It's like <laughs> forget no it, man. Snuggle zone. Boys, if you want to go see a rom com, now is not the time. <laughs> All right, let's just put it that way. There'll be no snuggling. Yeah. So uh, that's what's going on with COVID nineteen in Taiwan, and um, it's looking like it's gonna be pretty okay uh vaccines are coming in but what's got me a little nervous is about the the spike in delta cases around the world Mm. and uh the spike in delta cases around the world and we're seeing this in um in the united states in the uk in the uk is that going on leading the world in 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 delta i believe that's and then the delta the uk was like this close to lifting lockdown wasn't it well we're actually the uk is is completely lifting all restrictions oh. as of today oh um so it's uh yeah i mean uh, and many people are kind of worried about that but uh. we're gonna see how that affects taiwan i mean at the moment taiwan has i mean taiwan like you know every country at the moment has kind of uh different travel restrictions on different countries based based on the kind of perceived risk of covid19 um the uk is currently in taiwan's sort of top list of seven um so I mean that's uh, that's mostly because well I mean the UK hit fifty thousand new cases uh, in the re- past few days that happened in the states too like, yeah I mean the states is three times as big though so you know yeah, it's okay, like, uh, that's fair enough you know what I don't think about big. it but like sometimes sometimes like the the states in the middle is is actually pretty wide and open there's a lot yeah, of rural land out there so it, it, the, the the disease making it out there is 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 it's I've tried to wrap my head around it I was like wow that's that's impressive. Still spreading. Yeah, that. I mean, I, but I guess, you know, people have got to go shops, right? You go, they've got to go and buy things, and they've got to go and see other people at some point. They um, do. And, uh, you know, hopefully. Unless you're like some kind of mountain woodsman, and you go and kind of live in your... You live off the land. Live off the land. That's the dream, man. <laughs> that's it? the dream. I don't know. That's your COVID-19 update for today's here in Taiwan. All right, Stash, so talk to me about these giant snakes. And by giant snakes, I say that because those are the two words that popped out of me when you <laughs> the story. What's happening with so, big, old, big old snakes? I don't know. I just love that something has such a terrifying name. It's a giant snake. Oh, sn- you got me. Well, it's not a snake, to be fair. I should clarify. It's, it's a, actually a fish. It's a giant snake head. Oh, um, okay. But, like, whoever gave it that name was clearly not a fan. I just saw a giant snake and I was like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. So, I mean, Taiwan uh, has, well, its largest sort of lake is Sun Moon Lake. It's a kind of tourist spot. I've actually never been to Sun Moon Lake. Have you never been? I haven't. You've scaled the highest mountain in Taiwan. (laughs) How have you not been to Sun Moon Lake? I don't know. I mean, I just haven't 
you know, I, I I know it's meant to be beautiful, but I've also heard it's quite a big tourist spot. So it's quite sort of full of... It is, actually. And before, a... because Taiwan was wrestling with the drought, mm. there was no lake to be exactly. heard Exactly. So, like, yeah, it was just uh, maybe pretty, but probably not much lake. Now, thankfully, the rain has returned, so the lake has also come back because yeah. um, it's also a big reservoir. Um, but they've got another problem now that the, the water's back. Uh, is that the, these giant snakehead fish are slowly breeding there. Uh, they're here, they're as juveniles at the moment. And, they're, and when they're juveniles, they're these little kind of cute orange things. Uh, I mean, even, you know, here's a here's a picture. I'll send this to the uh, I got it. Don't chair. worry. Oh, you got it? Yeah, I got it for um, you. And uh, yeah, so they're currently, you know, growing there in some numbers. Um, they're apparently the most aggressive in the snakehead family. They are an invasive species, mm. right? I remember, you know what? I remember this because every year they have the annual swim across the lake. Thing, yeah. And there was concern that these fish would get aggressive with people. Oh, my like, God. I, I don't know. What that to is tell terrifying. You. We did a video on it. I mean, even like just even that story like would make me terrified. Like if I was going to go, I mean, that's actually because, you know, uh, there's someone came up with this kind of Taiwan challenge where yeah. like. You cycle around the island, which I've done. You climb Yushan Jade Mountain, the highest mountain, which I've done. And the third one is to swim across Sun Moon Lake. You've really done more Taiwan things than I have. <laughs> well, that one's meant to be really... I mean, I'm not much of a... like a, I can swim, but I don't really enjoy swimming. But that one actually is meant to be really hard because it's like five kilometers across harder than across the around the island well but that you do in a f like you know 10 days or something and i mean yeah sure each day can be quite hard but like ultimately you have a rest it's not like just just relentless. going for it yeah I don't how know. would you uh, how long did it take you to, to bike around the island uh it was yeah it was nine days cycling and one day rest That's so 10 ridiculous. days how'd, how, how'd you like space it out uh i mean there's a kind of official kind of route an official thing um but you know, you basically end up cycling about 100 kilometers every day. Oh, that's um, so <laughs> bad, man. You should give it a go. I think you'd enjoy it. Uh, you know what? I think it's one of those things in theory that just daunts me more than it, I, in, in practice. Yeah. It's definitely like in practice, I think, you you know, you, 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 you enjoy your fitness kind of stuff. I, I think do. Yeah. I, you know what? It's uh, I just... Right now, I I don't want to go back to the fitness life because of the lockdown, right? Yeah, I've my my routine's all out of whack, and I'm just like I'm not, I I wouldn't be able to face a uh, a decrease in my progress. Right, I wouldn't. I'm like so I I can't perform as well as before. So I was just like I can't. But it's I, also cardio, and I guess you're more kind of weights kind of stuff. Right? I do I do do cardio. Do cardio I do do cardio. Okay. Oh no, you did like a marathon. You ran a marathon, right? Yeah. Oh, so there you go. Like, That's lots of. Cool. I mean, you'd be well capable. But like, of if it. you want me to run around Taiwan, I'm just like, you know, just let me jump <laughs> in the ocean, man. Anyway, we're getting off to yeah. off topic. Yeah, yeah. Fish, fish, fish. Talk about fish now. Um, yeah. So these are uh, the numbers of this kind of scary giant snakehead fish are expected to reach two thousand. Well, hold up. My question is, how did they? How did these fish survive when the lake was like dried up? Well, so they they apparently they hide in in deeper waters. So I imagine they're just kind of you know somewhere in the middle there okay um and these actually things yeah they're pets often uh and then but people kind of release them into the wild when they become adults because they oh. become a lot less cute presumably it's like a goldfish yeah or uh it's just a bad idea or like an alligator like either that animal is gonna die very quickly or it's gonna thrive and it, it never seems to be an in-between really is there it's like it always dies or it thrives and it kills other things. Well, you know, you know, I was reading an article about how like people flush their goldfish down the toilet, oh, yeah. and then there's like giant goldfish 
They're like an invasive species. Oh, oh no, God. that reminds me of that. They're kind of scary. Anyway, guys, no giant snakes, just a giant <laughs> snake head. It's a kind of fish, the more you know. All right, Stash, so I got a story for you. And uh, last week, instead of the gym, you tried to go to Taipei Zoo. Yeah. But that was closed. Sadly. Have you, you've been to the Taipei Zoo? I actually haven't. That would have been my it's first time. It's a wonderful zoo. Oh, it's I surprisingly abundant <laughs> and um like i said there's a visitor that arrived in florida from taiwan and that's actually a pygmy hippo oh a pygmy hippopotamus called zhu chang oh uh was sent to florida because there what did he do was he naughty was that no what? no like what you think <laughs> go to florida is a punishment so you're going to florida in any other context you know what i could i could kind of see there's a case to be made but this is actually a program between the taipei zoo and the florida's gulf breeze zoo and um, they're trying to facilitate the procreation of pygmy hippopotamuses. So Jujang is hippopotami. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so he's going to be going there to uh, in a to get busy in a matter oh, of wow. speaking. Um, and this program is uh, from the European Association of Zoos and Aquariums and the U.S. Association of Zoos and Aquariums. And what they're trying to do is that because pygmy hippos are a rare species, mm. um, they're trying to prevent inbreeding among rare animals oh. so that's why they got to exchange these so they're kind of mixing you know they they do a little bit of mixing mix the and gene match. pool yeah. yeah and uh you know you're thinking how the how did this hippo make it to florida in the time of covid well he was placed on a cargo flight wow um and he was sent to strapped in i hope strapped in <laughs> strapped in um, he was supposed to go in the middle of last month, but Miami was dealing with a giant tropical storm, tropical Elsa. Oh wow! Okay. And um, so they not actually not the best time. Not the not the best time. Last Wednesday, they loaded him up onto a cargo plane, and he arrived on Friday after more than 18 hours in the air. Uh, Taipei Zoo was unfortunately unable to send staff to say bye to the hippo. Aww. But maybe he was a naughty hippo, and that maybe. wasn't part of the... Uh, oh, poor, poor kid. Yeah. Well, is, I mean, is he fully grown? Am I, is it, is He's it? fully grown. He's okay, matured. Right. Um, the airline kept the temperature in the aircraft's hold low to keep the hippo hydrated. Okay. Um, and they said, and they had a stopover in Anchorage, which is in Alaska. Right. And uh, during the stopover, Alaska Zoo was there yeah. to make sure that the hippo was okay. So he had a bit of a pit stop. And uh, wow. And he, the, he the, was, hip, the hippos get like jet lag? Do you think? Probably. I don't know, man. I, probably, I think probably. Do animals get jet lag? That's a very <laughs> good question. <laughs> I think they should, right? I mean, I don't see why humans would and like other animals wouldn't. I don't know. I, I feel like they would. I also think I'm just looking, trying to figure out how big a, a uh, pygmy hippo is. Um, they're, they're, I mean, don't, 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 don't let the name fool you. It's still a sizable animal. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I was imagining like a tiny, tiny one. I, mean, I think I'm just looking at baby hippos. I'm going to send you the uh, the link in the... Um, pygmy hippo size. Pygmy hippo, what, are the, what does it say? Oh, okay. They're still pretty pretty tall. How tall hundred Up to 100 at the shoulder. Oh wait no no so uh seven okay seventy five to hundred centimeters at the shoulder so t- about three and a, three about two and a half to three feet at the shoulder. That's still pretty impressive. I mean yeah. for something called a pygmy. Yeah. So and they can be up to like just under six foot in length. So uh and they still still weigh like yeah okay six hundred pounds sometimes. So that's fine. Um I yeah. mean that's still a massive animal. Dude. Yeah still not gonna. I mean if that's a pygmy hippo. You know. <laughs> That's a pygmy hippo. <laughs> I mean, what do you? What about a regular? Yo, regular sized hippos. I hear they're vicious. Yeah. Super territorial animals. Like, yeah. I would not. You would not mess with a hippo. Mess with a hippo. <laughs> like apparently they will mess you up. I'm with you. 
All right, so Taiwan is Muslim friendly. I mean, there's a lot of Muslim facilities. Um, yeah, that's right. I think it's actually a thing that um, there was a recent report it, from the kind of U.S. State Department, I think, on this kind of thing uh-huh. about. Uh, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was about, but it's kind of about human rights situation in Taiwan generally, and they were talking about how the government is. Um, trying to build more facilities for kind of Muslim visitors, especially because Taiwan has so many Indonesian yeah. uh, migrant workers. And they're largely Muslim. Uh, Muslim. Yeah. And uh, Taiwan's got uh, big mosques mm. and um, there's there's prayer rooms at like public facilities and yeah. stuff like that. And there's also vending machines that cater toward halal only. Oh, cuisine. really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's actually pretty impressive. Mm. And um, I think it's because I myself am not as tuned into Muslim customs. Mm. So I am not sure like just how accommodating these facilities are because yeah. I'm sure if I had a need, then I'd be able to recognize it. Yeah, yeah. But um, right here today, it, uh, the Global Ma- Muslim Travel Index, uh, according to them, Taiwan is ranked second on a list of attractive destination for Muslim travelers. Mm. And um, Taiwan and UK were tied for second on the, lo- on the list. Oh, really? Yeah, would you believe that? Who, who are we behind? We are behind Singapore. Oh, okay. And you know what? Singapore's got that... It's got the location, right? It's a little further south than mm. us. It's, it's like Malaysia and near the Indonesian yeah. islands. And you can see why they would be... They would edge Taiwan out for uh, for Muslim friendliness. So that's interesting that, like, because... I mean, well, yeah, how are they how are they quantifying this? Because you, you'd imagine that, I mean, you know, if you want to go for the best kind of thing, presumably... Countries where there's a Muslim majority would be the best places to go, but that you know Taiwan doesn't have a Muslim majority, and, yeah. Uh, nor neither does the UK. Well, funny you should ask because the overall score is based on 13 criteria, among which Taiwan received full marks, which is a hundred points for its lack of faith restrictions. Oh, so that means okay. we're very uh, we have we're very freedom of religion, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, there's also 99 points for safety. Okay. I wonder what the what that one point tick was, <laughs> was for. Now you got yeah, me thinking. Ninety nine is like a very specific number. Like they're like, oof, not not quite perfect. Yeah. Um. They we scored seventy one points for destination marketing. So I guess we market towards, uh, uh, Muslim travelers. Okay. Um. And then we got fifty points for prayer areas, which, like I said, I went to Hoping Island in in Geelong. Mm. And that's that's like a. Uh, kind of like a nature preserve right. on the side of uh, on the coast of taiwan yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh i was pleasantly surprised to find that they have a dedicated prayer room wow i think taiwan taipei main station has it and i think taipei 101 also might really? have them i believe so wouldn't be surprised um and uh there is also an increase that was an in and uh the 50 points for prayer areas was a 26 point increase from the wow. previous rating and that's and that's also because in some destinations of taiwan the ha- number of halal certified restaurants has tripled wow. in the last five to six years i mean i've noticed that a few places uh, i go to have halal stuff like uh there's a pizza place i go to that like i've noticed has as halal i'm like wow okay that, i mean that's great yeah, yeah that's 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 wonderful yeah um yeah so the government it's right here it says the government has been creating a muslim friendly environment uh to tap into a 1.9 billion person travel market <laughs> wow that's a lot of people that's a lot of people um it also has uh, there's taiwan also has 280,000 muslims living in taiwan mm. so most of them migrant workers from southeast asia like you said yeah 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 so uh, you know what go taiwan yeah. in the uh, in the field of muslim friendliness we this is a very welcome development i'd say
right, Stash. Now, this is the, fill in this one, all right? NTU Doctor says, Moderna vaccines do not make you blank. What is in that blank? Oh, what do you think no. it is? Angry. Do not make you angry. <laughs> uh, you know what? I mean, judging on some people's reactions, it <laughs> might. Probably make a lot of people angry. Here's the thing. Uh, the doctor says, Moderna does not make you magnetic. Oh. Magnetic. Have you seen these videos? <laughs> I haven't. There's a lot of videos going around online of um, people after they take the Moderna shot. That you see, like sp- they they stick like spoons to themselves oh my God. over the uh, over where they got shot, and then they're just like, oh yeah, this made me. Is this magnetic. is this like that thing? Uh, like there was a thing I last year where someone was like, oh, it's like broom broom standing day. NASA says that like today, you know, the moon is aligned in a way that today is the only day so. that if you stand up a broom, yeah. it will stand on its own. And everyone just like, oh, look, my broom's standing up. <laughs> but they like, all, but has like, absolutely nothing to do with Brooms like, can always do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, like these videos of people surfacing, uh, like sticking metal to themselves after getting the Moderna vaccine, uh, Apparently they're fake, and one doctor has had enough. He's just like you. You guys need to quit it. That's yeah. You guys need to quit it. That's absurd. Um, because you, have you ever heard of like human magnets and stuff like that? No. Human magnets are like this. This. I don't. I don't. It's like a. It's like a phenomenon. Right. So where people claim that they have magnetism right, coming out of them, so right, like right. stick spoons to themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, there was like a few in China. I think it's in Asia, and they've been debunked because they're just like, no, you're just. You're just sticky, man. You uh, you need a shower, <laughs> and then because they'll they'll like put baby powder and then they immediately lose their oh, magnetism. God. And um, you're just they, sweaty. Yeah, they Hate were just saying, how does this happen? Why are there videos of things sticking to people after they get the Moderna vaccine? And they said the effect is the caused by the secretion of lipids from the skin and oh. can be easily mitigated by rug, rubbing the area with talcum powder. Baby powder. Just clean yourself. Yeah, just clean, just clean yourself, <laughs> you, you animals. You're telling yourself. <laughs> yeah, and this has created a bunch of like, um, like uh, I guess I want to say a bit of panic because people are worried that they're going to become magnetic. Oh, I'm like, God. yo, you can become Magneto from the X Men. <laughs> Why are you a, panicking? This is not a side effect for me, man. <laughs> that is the main, <laughs> you know, the main course of the drug for me. I just like, a, I, I imagine this doctor is just ha- like. I imagine it, I picture him at his desk just getting like a steady stream of requests. Like, does Moderna, yeah. like, does Moderna X, does, is Moderna going to make you turn into a chicken? And he has to like just do like an X yeah. and then hand it back. He's and just then, like, no. <laughs> and He's... then type A times or write a report being. <laughs> the, the man went to seven years of medical school just to answer these, these <laughs> insane questions. Like, like, oh my God. Uh, so yeah, he's saying you got to stop it. It's you're not magnetic. You're just sticky. Like you said, hop into the shower, just big boy. Just get in the shower. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll let you know. I'm actually getting my second, uh, not Moderna, but my second dose of AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca on Wednesday. What do you think? What do you think? Like, just start playing around with the. Uh, yeah. What should I say? What should I invent? Um, I don't know. Ma- magnetism's gone. Magnetism's gone. A- AstraZeneca turns you, makes you. T- taller makes it yeah why not why not let's go for that let's go for that one <laughs> and uh yeah you're gonna get your uh, second dose yeah uh you what is it tomorrow wednesday wednesday yeah, so yeah, yeah that's tomorrow if you're listening on shortwave that's the day after tomorrow for those of you on facebook and uh yeah man you know it's only after two weeks yeah of getting the second dose you are considered fully vaccinated right yeah so i'm not gonna do anything <laughs> rash well, I mean, you know but as soon as that two-week deadline hits you know i'm gonna be out here 
just getting break everyone to cough on me, you know. Just oh, like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm joking. I'm you joking. Don't give me just these <laughs> ideas because I will mess with you. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for joining us on this edition of Here in Taiwan. Mondays are the Stash and Leslie show, and uh, if you haven't told, there's a lack of maturity on the air <laughs> when we take over. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We hope you enjoyed it very much. For Here in Taiwan, I'm Leslie Liao. And I'm Stash Butler. Hashtag Taiwan and a status update coming up next. Don't go away. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. Every week in the show, we take a look at what's trending online in Taiwan, whether it's an amusing Instagram account, a funny YouTube video, or a touching post on Facebook. Now, I am recording this introduction on July 19th, which is a Monday. And today is the day that Taiwan's athletes will head to Tokyo, Japan to participate in the Tokyo Olympics. Now, if you didn't know Taiwan participated in the Olympics, that's fine because, in fact, when Taiwan participates in the Olympics, it doesn't do so under the name Taiwan. But a geopolitical technicality should not be a reason why you write us off. In fact, in this week's hashtag Taiwan, I'm going to give you reasons why you should look out for Taiwan at the Olympics. Guess what's happening next week? That's right. The 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo, Japan will kick off. And if you think I misspoke when I said 2020, you're wrong. The 2020 Summer Olympics are coming to us one year late because of COVID. Boy, let me tell you, this coronavirus has the world out of whack. But not whack enough to keep Taiwan away from the Olympics, baby. If you want to watch Taiwan compete, then be on the lookout for this flag and the name Chinese Taipei. For complex geopolitical reasons that I'm not getting into, Taiwan cannot compete as Taiwan. Anyway, Taiwan's athletes are scheduled to fly to Tokyo on July 19th. Taiwan is sending 66 athletes to compete in 18 categories. Among them are two sports that Taiwan will participate in for the first time ever, karate and canoeing. If you're curious, the other 16 categories are shooting, track and field, archery, swimming, gymnastics, table tennis, boxing, rowing, equestrian sports, weightlifting, judo, tennis, badminton, taekwondo, cycling, and golf. Earlier this week, President Tsai attended a ceremony where she presented Taiwan's Olympic team with the country's Olympic flag and wished athletes and coaches good luck in their respective categories. The gist of her speech was, go kick some butt. But President Tsai also knows that kicking butt don't mean a thing if you can't do it in style. That's why she shared a picture on Instagram showing off Taiwan's Olympic athlete gear. The Chinese Taipei Olympic Committee Facebook page has also been getting people in the mood for the games. They're introducing Taiwanese athletes almost daily, and they've even come out with virtual athlete trading cards that when put together, 
form the Chinese Taipei Olympic flag. Pretty cool. But what's even cooler is what we can expect from Taiwanese Olympians this year. Did you know the number one women's singles badminton player in the world, Dai Ziying, is Taiwanese? And that's right, you guessed it, she's headed to Tokyo. Next up, you've got Eddie Wong. He's a swimmer and last year he broke a world record for the 200 meter butterfly stroke. And then you have Ding Hua Tian who a year and a half ago invented her own officially recognized gymnastics move at the age of 17. Four time weightlifting world champion Guo Xingchun will also be representing Taiwan. 2019 World Boxing Championship bantamweight gold medalist Ling Yuting is competing as well. Then there's also 2019 Archery World Championship gold medalist Lei Qianying aiming for gold. You have Wen Ziyun who's making history simply by showing up to the Olympics. She's the first athlete ever to compete for Taiwan in the category of karate at the Olympics. Like I said, Taiwan is sending 66 athletes to the Olympics, and so far I've only mentioned 7 of them, each with impressive accomplishments in their respective sports. I could sit here all day and go over all of the Taiwanese Olympians with you, but I think I've given you enough reason and hype to follow Taiwan at the Olympics this year. I myself am looking forward to a subsequent drop in gold prices because I believe we're bringing home that many gold medals. Flood the market, you know, make gold as cheap as table salt. And that was this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I hope I've given you reason enough to follow Chinese Taipei, or I should say Taiwan, during the Olympics. I know I'll be watching eagerly because I think we stand a pretty good chance of taking home a few golds this year. What do you think? Anyway, that's all for today's show. Until next week, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy. And if you're looking for more Hashtag Taiwan, don't forget to check us out on YouTube at RTI English, or you can go to our Facebook page on Radio Taiwan International or Taiwan Insider, which is the TV show that Hashtag Taiwan is part of. Anyway, guys, take it easy. I'll talk to you again soon. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. It's the program where we read your letters that you write us about programs you've listened to in the past week, what you like about them, what you don't like about them, on how the listening condition was, we just so much love to hear from you and read those letters over the air. So keep them coming. But before we do that, though, um, actually, before we get to your letters that you wrote us, we're going to update our status a little bit here. I've got some big news. Yes, I've got good news. I got jabbed. I got vaccinated. That doesn't sound good. You mean vaccinated. <laughs> oh, I can't say I got jabbed. That sounds very weird. <laughs> that means like, uh, okay, I got the jab. Okay, okay. that's fine. <laughs> All right. Jabs. Someone, like someone poked you very hard with a <laughs> screwdriver <laughs> yeah. or something. Right. You know, either uh, vaccinated or got the jab or inoculated, right? But anyway. Mm. <laughs> all right. All right. Those are just the words. But um, yeah, I, and it's not through RTI. It the make radio sense station was trying to get yeah, some jabs happen. for us. Oh, for some. Like Paula oh, did. Paula did, okay. Yes, through RTI. Well, but it doesn't I make sense because now everyone over 18 can do it. I don't see any under 18 <laughs> working oh, here, so. right. Well, my son hasn't gotten his yet um, because right now it's only 50 and above. 
that can get vaccinated. That's the rule now? Right now. I mean, as of recording time. Okay. But um, but my son, he could kind of register saying that he's willing to take a jab. And then he's going to be notified when he can actually yeah. register for a real you know, vaccination. That's what I did too. Like, uh, we're, oh, all, you did. we're all in the. Oh, yeah, but, the but you did that for R- with RTI. No, though. they didn't offer it to me. I didn't. Oh. They never sent me. They said, they said, we'll be getting you an email. And then I just never got one. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Paula, said thought... would, Paula said there would be two groups. Uh huh. And... and I thought that meant everybody at RTI. Well, she said, check your email box, and I kept doing it and never really Well, got I never email. got my email either. The only email I got was said that we don't know when. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Which is because there was the first group of people, which included Paula. Okay. I don't know who else were. I think it's all the supervisors of the uh, different languages, I think. Right. They got jabbed. Okay. I mean, <laughs> they got the jab. Okay. But um, then they sent an email saying that as for the others, they don't know when. They don't Us know plebeians. where. And yeah. so they actually... Which is not a very helpful answer. So I just went ahead and registered with the government and like, just tell me when I can get smart. a Smart. That's smart. That That's good. Um, because, but then the email also said that, you know, you should, you know, if you are eligible for government, you know, organized, um, you know, vaccination, then do sign up for that. Yeah, it did say that. Something about we're considered essential. Right. Uh, or... or, or, or like, Maybe not the most essential, but like more essential than other. We're prioritized. Well, we're something about that. We're we're part of the Ministry of Culture, well, we and so we're kind of, of like you know like under the government, and so not exactly, but sort of, sort of like part of it, like half mm. of it. Okay. Anyway, and so I know I've got a friend who works for Digitimes, and she's she she got vaccinated. So how did she's you She's definitely get younger than me. Then? Well. Because you signed I'm up and fifty and over. No, I mean, huh? you, I mean, you did the oh, same thing. Oh. You signed up and yeah. You know what? I thought that the first time, which was like a couple weeks ago, when you you were supposed to sign up, mm-hmm. quote unquote, sign up, that was to indicate that your willingness to be vaccinated. Okay. So I thought that counted when they said that oh, fifty and up can get you know vaccinated. I said oh, great. I'll just wait and you know get a notice. But no, then we have to sign up again, and and this time. You know, so we went to a hospital near my in-laws, actually, because that's where our household registration is. Okay. So we just picked that place, you know, somewhere familiar. AstraZeneca or Moderna? AZ, AstraZeneca. That's the only one they really have much of, huh? Probably. I Uh, mean, we did... Although I read that most people are holding out for Moderna. Yeah, I know. I think they might... No, I think previously... When we were registering our willingness to take the vaccination, they asked which one you want. And we just basically said either would be fine, whichever was available. Right. Yeah. And so um, anyway, yeah, so that's the scoop. And uh, you see that they've set up mass vaccination centers. Yes. Yuenshan Park down the road from our station here uh, has set up and it has an enormous area a covered area where that they used for during the flower expo that they held yes. back in 2010. And now they use it for all kinds of stuff, but because uh, all public events are canceled, they just decided that it's a big space. It is. You can sit a lot of like stools, plastic stools. Mm-hmm. And, and well, some places uh, do have nice chairs. <laughs> and, um, and uh, they, the doctors and nurses that come around administering the shots. To right. People. You don't have to move. You just sit in your yeah. chair and they come. And well, there was tons of people there on Wednesday, tons I've and tons seen... of people lining up that had been notified that they were. Yeah. That they it could was their be. turn. Yeah. I had seen so many pictures of that kind of spacious, mm. you know, people just sit in a place and the nurses kind of move along and give you the jabs. 
I had wanted to be in one of those kind of places, but no, I went to um, a municipal um, hospital near my in-laws and, uh, you know, you had to go through so many different procedure. First of all, no, it was pretty complicated, but I guess I can see why I'll explain. So the first thing we were outside the hospital door and then there were these, like you were saying, these souls in, in, you know, like a distance from each Mm. other. And then they, there will be a guy, uh, one of the medical workers, you know, he's all geared up and um, masked and everything. <laughs> he came and took each of our ID cards. Mm. I didn't feel safe. You taking my ID card, you could be doing anything with you. Don't lose it. You know, that was going through my mind. So they took all of our ID cards. They went back into the um, in, inside. Then they came back out with all these forms, okay, sheets and like with our ID card. Forms? Yeah, these forms that you have to fill out. I didn't know I had to feel. I thought it was all done for you. Then you started walking in. You walked in and another nurse, all geared up and everything, kind of like showed you to a table and then you're supposed to fill out the form. I thought you already did fill out the form. That's what I thought. There's more forms? There's more forms. And so you had to fill out forms by hand. Round two. Yeah. And so I was filling out everything. Were they the same forms or different ones? They were more specific questions. Like, you know, if you're, are you pregnant? Are you allergic to something or whatever? Like about five or six questions like that. Then um, you take the form and your ID card and everything and you start lining up at another place in front of this counter where they take your, this time they take your health insurance card and, and then they check your, your info. Mm-hmm. They're double checking everything. You don't have to pay or anything like that. It's free, but you know, and I was like, okay, so you go through that. Then she said, okay, now go over there. And I'm going like, where? And said, go over there. And then you know how, when you go to the waiting room outside, let's see that you're there to see a doctor. You know how you have to like swipe, swipe your, ca- your card? card? Well, they swipe it for you usually. Well, I had to go and do that. So I was confused. Okay, so that was the next thing I had to do. Swipe my card. How long did all this take? I know. It was taking forever. So many procedures, so many steps. An hour, two hours? No, no, it didn't take that long. Just too many steps. Mm. Then after you swipe your card, then you go go and sit down at another set of stools. And you're supposed to sit there. They have, and I got... I should my, have invested in, bought stock in the stool making company. <laughs> they seem to be the ones doing the big business you're these right, days. You're right, you know. And I, I was number 58. My husband was after me, so 59. So you have to wait until your number's called. And then you go into the office. It's one of those doctor's office. Mm. And the doctor actually would ask you other questions, but pretty much of the same ones. He said, please look at the questions again. It was pretty much the same ones that I had filled on the form. I guess if you don't, if you fill in the wrong thing and then you have some <laughs> side effect, they don't want liability. Yeah, so they're kind of like double checking everything, yeah. I suppose. Are you sure that's true? So uh, then they this, ask you all the questions. Sounds like a process that could be definitely streamlined a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. But anyway, so, okay, then after that, then I'm really ready for the jab. So basically, another nurse had me sign the form that I had just filled, sign it, and then told me to take the whole form and uh, my medical card and then go outside and line another place and sit in another stool, okay, for like, the jab. This, this time like it's really for the jab. This is like the eighth or ninth step so far. <laughs> I know, right? Then it was my turn. Are COVID vaccines this complicated in your country? Please write it in and let us know. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, I think it'd be very I careful, I suppose. Maybe it's just it that just hospital, though. Steps. Because the, the, from what I could gather, walking past the park where they were doing this, yeah. It seemed to be basically you lined up once. Yeah. And then 
you all got sat down once your number was called on the stools and then they just went around and did it. It didn't seem like it was that big of a production. Well, maybe you didn't witness the part where they had to like double check the info and I, all that The lines were long, but yeah. like there were, they weren't moving around to 10 know. different places. I was like, well, this was the hospital where it, you know, it broke out with SARS back oh, in 2013. Okay. Yeah. The one that they had to shut down? Yeah. And like, oh, not That's shut down. That's why I got vaccinated. Okay. <laughs> That's creepy. That, they, but that people, so people died. Ago. Yes. They, they didn't let anyone in or out. And yeah. so all the people inside were just left to... Seven medical workers died. That's... Well, that's not very... That was really sad. Anyway. Doesn't inspire confidence. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's been many years. I'm sure they've improved all the, you know, precautions and things like that. But uh, so finally I got you. I mean, it was really quick. Yeah. It was just really quick. Oh, compared like to everything jab, else you then, went through, sure. I know. And any side effects yet? Any feeling no, unwell? No, I mean, I, I did feel a little tired. bit tired, but that could have been all in the head. Yeah. And um, but Icky. um, no, you know, it was. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. And um, it was just really interesting. So many procedures, and they, they I mean, basically they say you know just wait outside, sit in a stool, and rest for like 15 minutes before you actually get up and yeah. leave the premise. Well. You know, after like two or three minutes, my husband was gone. Like, he was ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm really impatient. I'm feeling too. fine. You know, I'm feel fine. I don't think I don't feel yeah. anything. Why well, is it? It's too early to say, honey. <laughs> mm. Wow. But anyway, yeah. So that's the very first shot of my. Mm. Um, it should there should be two. And, and have the they next told you one, when, the, when and where the second yeah, it, one is? Yeah, they give you the card to say don't lose the card. So they Let wrote it in in pencil that after September 25th, I can expect the September second. September 25th. Shot. I know. Because it's supposed to be two weeks. No, 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 no. Two months. Two months. Yes, two months. And they even said, you know, they actually gave you a form of printed material about AstraZeneca jab. Oh, and no, then it, where it says that actually it's better the longer you, the longer it takes for you to take the second jab, the better, the more effective mm. it is. If, if I'm understanding Chinese right. Yeah, my daughter got hers. My States, nurse daughter. It's, it's, the state is two weeks. That's it. No, that's bam, bam, bam. That could be, that we could just be don't Moderna have or something. But AstraZeneca is longer. Okay. It really is. Yeah, something like two I think months. we just don't have enough vaccines. Probably you doses. Think that's why? Probably. Ooh, that's probably that's why they're why. stretching it out so long. <laughs> waiting, anyway. waiting until we have enough to give everyone a second shot. Yeah, but really, I mean, everybody would feel better if you at least get one shot. I would say. So John waited out. Just, I haven't gotten any notifications I know, yet. But you're so. still young. You're probably way down to <laughs> the priority list. Mm. Anyway, all right. Well, that's enough said about my my vaccination <laughs> experience. And uh, let's get to your letters. Okay. You know, it's always so good to hear from you. And uh, like I said, if you were to keep on writing us, that would be awesome. So our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And you can always check our Facebook page and YouTube channel and leave us a comment letting us know whether COVID vaccine procedures in your country are <laughs> That Byzantine. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, um, we've got a short letter here from, I think, a uh, first-time writer, Peter Jones of the UK. And he says, hello and warmest greetings from Great Britain. I hope the COVID restrictions are not too bad and that you are getting through them together. Can I send a huge thank you for your programming? I very much love the relaxed and friendly tone of the presenters. Jukebox Republic here in, well, it's here in Taiwan. And status update are all excellent. Mm. 
The news is unbiased and accurate, for which you should all be very proud. Thank you for your work, and well, thank you for that. That's really encouragement. So that was coming to us from Peter Jones of Great Britain. We got a letter here from Brian Newell, also writing to us from uh, Logansport, Indiana, in the U.S., and it's addressed to Leslie and Stash, and it's about a recent culinary experiment the two of them embarked on. Uh, right. Very brave, very brave men. <laughs> uh, I would, I, I couldn't stomach it. Um, so I'll just read it. It says, Dear Leslie and Stash, I'm glad that you braved the cilantro century egg pig's blood cake pizza. That was a real pizza that was, that I think is still offered here by Pizza yes. Hut uh, at the latest monstrosity, but I think they were <laughs> sold out. So yeah. what happened was they decided mm. that they wanted to try it, but they couldn't buy it at Pizza Hut because there wasn't any left. So they right. made their own. Using yeah. A, a generic pizza and added the toppings. It says, uh, however, I think you missed a few important things. One, uh, you didn't bake the pizza to meld the flavors. You can get par-baked pizza at Pizza Hut and then add your ingredients and bake it in an oven to let the flavors meld. Two, it appeared that you didn't cut up your century egg into very small pieces, allowing it to overpower the rest of the pizza flavor. Three, it appeared that you put large pieces of these ingredients on top of the cheese on the pizza, and that may have taken away from the presentation, which can affect the, which can affect the overall taste. I think it would be better if, one, you used a pizza crust that has a bit of a cornmeal or polenta added for flavor, or you could put those ingredients in a fresh, into a freshly warmed corn tortilla as a variation. Okay. Oh, now we're, we're going to Mexican food. <laughs> Ooh. Two, I don't think tomato paste is the best option. I might leave that out altogether. I don't think mozzarella cheese is the right option. I don't think Pizza Hut-style crust is the right flavor. Three, I think you would enjoy using a light sprinkling of Parmesan Romano cheese instead of the heavy mozzarella cheese on a typical pizza. And I think you would benefit from a corn-based crust or at least a thinner crust that uses cornmeal as an undercoating. Four, I think a bit of fresh red onion and pickled or fresh banana pepper would complement the century egg pizza base. And five, we should, they should be <laughs> she providing to Pizza Hut as well to have I, tips on how to improve. Yeah, really. Five, I think it would be better to cut the ingredients into smaller pieces and to place them underneath a Parmesan Romano cheese topping. I'm not sure if I can find a century egg or pig's blood cake around here, but I'd be willing to try these flavors with a corn tortilla and Parmesan Romano cheese and red onion and banana pepper any day. I really enjoyed your video, Taiwan Taste Buds, and Voyage to find that perfect pizza that was sold out all over Taiwan. Best wishes finding the culinary treasures of Taiwan old and new. Once again, that comes to us from Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana in the U.S. Well, Brian, if you give us your address, which I think we do, we'll send you a century. Uh, I don't think that, go, that customs would like that. <laughs> and then he can he can make the pizza and then take pictures of it. I, I and don't then... know. I think uh, some Asian markets may have them. Oh yeah. But it just uh, have you yeah, ever seen them not in easy to find. I'm not sure. Not easy to hmm, find. Good question. Wow, that is really really something. Oh well, that was definitely. Uh, thank you very much, uh, <laughs> Brian, for the, all those details and how to improve. You know, we probably should try it again, you know, with his recipe. But I'll anyway, take off yeah. all the ingredients except, except for the cheese and bell peppers <laughs> and onions. <laughs> and that's it for this week's status update. Thank you so much for your letters. Do keep us uh, informed uh, about our programs and what you think about them. Do write us letters. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email is rti at rti.org.tw. And you can always write us a comment on Facebook or YouTube as well. All right, until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye for now. Bye.
Listen. Are you listening? <laughs> This is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kilohertz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kilohertz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.